Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Greetings in the name of Jesus. I'd like to give honor to our pastor, our bishop, everyone here, all the saints of God. Greetings in Jesus' name. Please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 4. 1 Samuel chapter 4 and verse number 15. Now Eli was 90 and 8 years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people, and thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli fell from off the seat backwards by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died, for he was an old man in heaven, he had judged Israel forty years." And his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, someone said she said, The glory is departed from Israel for the ark of God is taken. And I'm speaking tonight on my name. My name is Ichabod. My name is Ichabod. Can we put our Bibles down and just lift our hands? Lord, we love you today. Speak to us, I pray. Minister to somebody. Thank you for this precious gathering. In the name of Jesus. And you may be seated. My birth is recorded here in Samuel, the fourth chapter. My name is Ichabod. I was born into a lineage of priests. My grandfather Eli was a priest. My uncle Hophni was a priest. My father Phineas was a priest as well. All of them, including my mother, died the day I was born. My uncle and my father were evil men. They disrespected the sacrificial offerings that were brought to the temple and they committed adultery at the gates of the temple. Their wickedness stirred the wrath of God. Their violent death was foretold. And on the day of my birth, the Philistines invaded Israel, killing my father and my uncle just as God had foretold. The Philistines looted the tabernacle and stole the Ark of the Covenant where the glory of God dwelled. When my grandfather heard the news, he was so stricken with grief that he fell from his chair and died. 
I never really met my mother while she was in labor. The news of my father's death reached her and, and the news, the horrifying news that the Ark of the Covenant, that precious presence of God, the news that it had been taken was more than my mother could bear and she was stricken with despair and grief. She never even saw my face. She never touched me or spoke to me. She never caressed my cheek or fed me. She never sang a lullaby to me, but she did do this one thing before she died. She gave me this name, Ichabod, Ichabod. My name means simply the glory of God is gone. My name was a constant source of humiliation to me. It served as a daily reminder of the sins of my father and the complacency of my grandfather and the despair of my mother. During my lifetime, a man's name revealed something about who he was. It was a symbol of his identity. The name David simply meant beloved of God. The name Joshua declared that Jehovah is salvation. Jonathan meant the Lord hath given. The name John acknowledged that Jehovah hath been gracious. The name Abraham rightly meant the father of a multitude. Timmy meant honored of God. Philip meant warrior. Obadiah, worshiper of Jehovah. Malachi, messenger of Jehovah. Hezekiah's name declared Jehovah is strength. But my name is Ichabod. If only my mother could have known that the glory would not have been gone for long. It was only a few days later that the Philistines placed the ark in their temple next to their statue of their god, Dagon. And the next morning the statue of Dagon was on the ground with its head and its hands broken off because Dagon had no power over Jehovah. Dagon was a false god. Jehovah sent a plague upon all who came near the Ark of the Covenant until finally the Philistines literally begged my nation to take the Ark of the Covenant back. The glory was not gone from Israel for very long after all, only a short while. But the shame of my name follows me even into death. If only my mother could have known that the events preceding my birth set in motion the process that would crown David king of Israel. It would launch Israel's greatest time of prosperity and spiritual renewal. It set in motion the lineage that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would eventually be born into. How embarrassing it was for me when David danced before the ark of the Lord and, and carried it into Jerusalem with joy and celebration. How Embarrassing my name was to me when reports of great victories would come from the battlefields. Uh, during dark times, my name aroused anger. And during the good days, it inspired laughter. But it always brought shame to me. My name is Ichabod. The glory of God is gone. Maybe you're stuck like me with a label a description, a title, a background that defines who you are and where you came from. A title that suggests you'll never rise above or go beyond your immediate circumstances. A, a heritage of shame, disgrace, godlessness, unbelief, addiction, denial, self-destruction, pride. And the list could go on and on. Maybe you feel like your name might as well be Ichabod because the glory of God is gone from your life. 
Maybe your mother labeled you like mine did without ever giving you a second glance. Perhaps others have named you Ichabod. They put labels on you and told you that the glory was gone from your life and there's no getting it back. Some people brand folks for the rest of their lives with names like backslider, failure, addict, liar. But I came here this morning to remind you that God does not define you by your past. He defines us by what we do today and what we do tomorrow and what we do the next day. It's who we are right now and who we are tomorrow that really counts. You don't have to let the name that this world has given you define you any longer. But you can let go of the shackles of labels that have been given to you by a false world and you can break free through God the story of Gideon is recorded in the book of Judges the sixth chapter an angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and called him a mighty man of valor but Gideon said surely you're not talking to me surely you're thinking of somebody else because I'm hiding here in, in my father's flesh, fr- threshing floor and, and I'm afraid of what's about to happen next. And I'm hiding here in this cave, trembling at the thoughts of the Midianites finding me. But God saw that there was courage somewhere deeply hidden in Gideon's heart. Gideon looked and sounded like a coward. But when God called him, he became a great leader. Others will label you by your shortcomings. But God will always see the potential inside of you. I wish somebody who has a new name written down in glory would clap your hands to the Lord today as a testimony that God sees your potential. And not your past. Many times we label ourselves as failures. Saul was shocked when Jesus called him to become an apostle. For no one persecuted the church more zealously than Saul did. We know him mostly by the name Paul. But before he was Paul, he was Saul, the persecutor of the Christians. Moses was shocked when Jehovah called him to go before Pharaoh because he could barely speak. King David was shocked when he was anointed king over his much older and much stronger brothers. Mary was amazed that she was chosen by God to give birth to the Messiah. They could not see what God saw inside of them because God looks at more than what the world calls us and God looks beyond what we even call ourselves sometimes. And God says, I have a purpose and a plan for you. The book of Genesis, the 25th chapter, tells the account of another man's birth, the birth of Jacob. Jacob was born grabbing at the heels of his older twin brother Esau, struggling to be the firstborn son in a time when it was of great importance to be the firstborn son. They named him Jacob, meaning simply supplanter. He was a deceiver by nature. He lived up to his given name. He tricked his father into giving Esau's birthright to him. Jacob lived up to the stigma of what it meant to be a liar and a cheater and a deceiver. In fact, he spent the first portion of his life as a self-centered manipulator. And just as his deceit was beginning to catch up with him, he had an encounter with God. 
He wrestled with God all night long asking for a blessing. And finally, God blessed him with a great blessing. God did something for Jacob that I longed for all of my life. Every time I heard this story of Jacob, I prayed that I would have an encounter with God like Jacob did. Where God would give me a new name. My name is Ichabod. The glory of God is departed. I longed to wrestle with God in the night and have him touch me and change my walk and change my talk. But most importantly, that he would change my name. Oh, how I wish that I could have had a name like Israel or David or Joshua. Anything but Ichabod. Oh, no longer was Jacob the supplanter. No longer was he the deceiver. No longer did he have to grasp and steal his blessing. No, no longer was he a disgrace to the family name because God gave him a new label. And more importantly, God gave him a new identity. An identity that would become a part of an entire nation of people. An identity that continues on to this very day. God took what should have been cursed and gave it a blessing. God took what should have been destroyed and made it victorious. He turned what was blessed into a blessing. Be careful. Don't label your blessing a curse just yet. God isn't finished with you. God isn't finished with apostolic tabernacle. You may have labeled someone incorrectly today. You may be calling somebody by the name this world has given them. You may see addiction and all kinds of things. And that may be the label that you place on them every time they walk through the doors of this church. But I came to tell somebody, God doesn't look at them the way we're looking at them. God's got a new name for them. Oh, somebody needs to get a hold of this. God's got a new identity for somebody today. Be careful. Be careful. Don't name that baby just yet. Don't look at that child and, and label it as something that God doesn't have for it. The story's not over. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You may see a Jacob, you may see an Ichabod, but God may see an Israel. You may be looking at your circumstances, asking, wondering, praying, where has the glory gone? And will it ever come back? Will I ever feel the Holy Ghost again? Will I ever see revival like my grandparents did? Will we ever see the kind of miracles where hundreds of people are healed in the same service and people are calling out, where? Don't lame the baby Ichabod. Oh, be careful, mother. Be careful, saint of God. Don't put labels on things because God has a plan and he's working all things together for good to those that love. I wish someone would lift a hand and trust in God right now. God is circling some things around. God is working some things out. God is fighting some battles. Somewhere behind the scenes in the spirit realm, there is a mighty war taking place and there are some demons right now. There are some strongholds right now that are coming down through prayer, that are coming down through fasting, that are coming down 
because of your worship. God is breaking down the strongholds. And if we're not careful, we'll be left in defeat and despair, labeling things, wondering things, doubting things, letting go of things. When God says the glory is about to come back, things are about to be restored. Something, something, something is about to happen. You see, everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Someone said everyone, everyone. Everyone, me, you, point to yourself and say, me, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But like Jacob, God is willing to give each of us a new identity as the musicians come. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are Old things are passed away. All things are made. Oh, I wish someone would shout that. All things are made. I said all things are made. God can give you a new name. God can give you a new identity. God can give you a new focus, a new path, a new trajectory for your life. God gives this promise to us in Ezekiel 36 and 26. A new heart will I give you. And a new spirit. How many want the Holy Ghost today? And a new spirit. Not just any spirit. He's not going to give you my spirit. He's not going to give you Bishop's spirit. He's going to give you the Holy Spirit. He's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You're going to speak in other tongues, as the book of Acts tells us. As you receive the Holy Ghost, as the utterance comes, God will begin to fill you with his presence. And you will respond in a miraculous and supernatural way. God says, I'm going to put a new spirit in you. And I will take away the stony, hard, calloused, bitter heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I'll give you a tender heart. You say, but, but preacher, I don't feel anything today. You know what? You may never feel anything until God fills you with his spirit. Because this sin nature has calloused us and hardened us. It's given us tough exteriors. We don't trust anybody. And it's even hard to trust God. But if you'll just take a moment and say, Lord, forgive me. I long for your spirit. God will take out that old hardened heart and give you a new heart. And I will put my spirit within you. This is God's promise of the Holy Ghost. And my spirit will cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. Did you know the Holy Ghost will help you live right? Does anybody believe that today? The Holy Ghost will help you live right. It's the Holy Spirit that makes us new creatures. Stand with me. It transforms a hard, sinful, prideful heart and gives us something new and powerful. Simply speaking, when we receive the Holy Ghost, the glory of God resides in us. Oh, hallelujah. I wish somebody who has the Holy Ghost today would just be thankful for what God's done for you. Could we lift our hands right now and thank him? If you have the Holy Ghost today, would you just thank him? Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. You know, I may be preaching to somebody. I, I just felt this in the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching to more than one person today who needs a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Because if you're not careful, time will build those defenses back up. Time will harden those spiritual arteries and make you cold and insensitive to the things of God. Every once in a while, we've got to get back in an altar. <laughs> Say, Lord. Make me new again, Jesus. Make me new again, Lord. I don't want to be Ichabod again. I don't want to be Jacob again. I want to be a new creature. I want to be what you've called me to be. Jesus promised us in Revelations 3 and 12, To him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. We've got a new name written down in glory. We've got a place prepared for us today if we'll allow God to change us and walk with him. Maybe there's someone that I've been preaching to today that you feel like the glory has just departed. The power is gone. The spark is gone. Maybe you feel like you just need to come back. I, I could stand at this altar and say, Lord, I want the glory. I, I want to see the revival that Grandpa talked about. I want that glory back. I want to see great and marvelous things. And I want my life to be all it can be. If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, maybe you'd come and stand and say, I'd like the glory in my life. This altar's open. Every head bowed, nobody looking. There ought to be some people walking down to this altar right now. Come on, someone just, someone just break through that barrier. Nobody looking around. Come on, the glory's about to come back. Somebody's not giving up on God, but... The enemy may have stolen some things from you. The enemy may have taken your power, your joy, your peace. But it can be restored to you today in this altar. Somebody needs to come and say, Lord, I want you to restore your glory to my life. I'm not going to let the enemy keep those things. I, I'm believing they're going to come back to my life.